was applying for jobs and Cracker Barrel told me they found a more qualified dishwasher. Hey everyone, welcome to something new. This is the start of something new. And no, it's not a high school musical rewatch. This is Josiah Atkins. I'm 32 years old. I've been married to my wife, Tara, for 10 years. I have three kids, a dog, and three cats. I run a marketing company uh, called Prospect Bacon that is turning five years old this June. So this is the story, how I got here. Uh, I've told parts and pieces of his story through various stuff we've done throughout the years, but have never really took the time to share his story in a long form attempt. So this is exciting for me. Um, going a bit of a different direction uh, with this podcast. Um, hoping to get a lot more personal, a lot more real, a lot more into who I am and what I'm doing, general business stuff, general family stuff. This will be a show about things that I consider important. So wanted to start with introductions because I don't know you, you don't know me. Well, if you're my mom listening, you do know me, but born and raised in uh, around a town called Greensboro, North Carolina. North Carolina has my heart and my home. Moved here to Missouri about two or so years ago. Uh, my grandma always said I married a girl from Missouri. I'd move out to Springfield someday or another and I would always kind of laugh and say yeah right grandma and here you know 30 uh not 30 uh 10 or so years later here I am so moved her family across the country two and a half years ago we're living on a 20 acre property hoping to do some homesteading and that's life and that's that's kind of where I am so I I want to rewind and talk about my story for for school, I was homeschooled. Decided to go uh, to a Bible college, so I, I didn't really know what to do. So I went to uh, a three year Bible college program called Master's Commission in a little town in Asheboro, uh, North Carolina. And so, uh, essentially, after doing a year of school, I need to figure out what I wanted to do. I didn't know what to do. Couldn't really qualify for any financial aid. So I decided to enter the workforce and work my way through school. Um, uh, there were some people in my family that did a similar thing. Seemed to work out well for them. Why not me? And so at, um, yeah, I guess 20... 20 or so years old, um, was applying for jobs and Cracker Barrel told me they found a more qualified dishwasher. Um, being pretty much at the bottom of my, 
bottom of my barrel. I, um, I think my, my stepdad sent me a job posting, uh, to work at a water softener company. And the owner of that water softener company basically told me, look, Josiah, Hey, you got crazy hair, which I've grown my hair back out to kind of where it was. And there's nothing that tells me you can do this job. There's also nothing that tells me you can't do this job. Why don't you show me what you got? And so, you know, 20, 21 years old, uh, I was essentially running the sales job at, at night for those that have participated in a water softener sales presentation or have performed one. Um, yeah, it's a two-hour demo. You're basically memorizing the flow of the whole thing. You're walking around with a briefcase and a pool testing kit, uh, testing people's water. Um, all of our leads and appointments were set from kind of his back room call center where, um, you know, the team would call and make calls. A lot of the homeowners would think, oh, you're here testing my water from the state of North Carolina. Well, no, mister or no, ma'am, I'm not here with the state, but we are out here testing water. So why don't I go ahead and get inside? We'll start the test and you can let me know what you think. And then we'd start this, you know, hour to two hour demonstration, hoping to sell these people a water softener system, which I, I have a water softener in my house now, love and believe in clean water. Um, so I was doing that job in the evenings. I would have preset appointments. And then uh, a little ways down the road, I found this job that kind of paid cash under the table. Um, and I was just getting paid to install, um, insulation and like energy efficiency products in homes. So I was making pretty decent money as a young 20 year old, um, got engaged to my now wife, Tara during that time. We actually ended up eloping, which maybe is its whole story. Sometimes on the road, we couldn't get our our families in the same spot. So we just decided to elope and save some money. Um, I don't think anybody's still mad at us now, 10 years later. So um, I think it was an okay choice. And basically like within the month, something changed with how our call room was operating at the water softener place and we couldn't get leads the same way we used to. Um, I imagine it was some telecommunications regulations happening around that time. And the insulation company I was working at went under for what I understood was tax evasion at the time. Actually, you know, it was just, hey, you can't come in. There's not a company anymore. That was basically all that was said. So new, newly married, ha had to pay bills, had to live somewhere. I decided to go get my insurance license. Um, while I was doing my insurance license, I was working at a little place called Target Mobile. I'm not sure if it's still that way, but there was a different company that sold the cell phones inside Target. It was not Target Corporate. So while working at Target Mobile, I my opportunity I was getting my insurance license for kind of ended up falling through. And I ended up 
um, apply to a job to work at Time Warner Cable. It was a door-to-door sales job. Um, I'd heard through a friend at the Target Mobile store that it was a really good way to get into making some money. And so I went to work at Time Warner Cable. They gave me a job also for some reason. And I decided I was going to work really hard at this, even though it scared me a lot. You know, I had, I had no degree, was trying to go to school. I understood sales was a way I could make money without a degree. And so I went after it. I had about four weeks of training. Feels like four weeks at least before I even hit a door. Someone could correct me there. Maybe it was closer to two. But it felt like we trained forever. I just sat in front of this computer and then we went out and started door knocking. And I, I did fairly well. I made good money, connected with people well one-on-one. I love doing things one-on-one with people. It's something that gives me a lot of energy. And so sales was a way um, to kind of turn some of my superpowers into something I could make money with. And so I was a time order cable for <clears throat> nearly a year. And then we switched churches we were going to at a time. And I got hit up by someone who owned a direct TV dealership and he kept contacting me and saying like hey like think you'll like working here the pay's better etc and i i kind of liked the idea of working for a smaller company um thought it would be a little more flexible possibly than some of the corporate stuff i was doing at time warner cable um and i think they changed the commission plan and that was all the incentive i needed to jump over and try um the direct tv dish network Dealership. And I pushed, I think, 200 plus accounts every year. I did worked at that DirecTV Dish dealership. I think it was a little over two years. I was there. So I did the whole thing kind of just working by myself. I hired people. I managed teams. I kind of tried a lot of different things while I was there. We were a year round knocking program and my family was always really important to me. So I think I probably could have worked harder, could have worked probably some longer Saturdays and stuff like that. But money just wasn't the most important thing to me at the time. I was making enough money. I kept attempting to do online school. It would usually look like me signing up for classes each semester and then dropping them by drop day. Um, And I couldn't find something that was making me as much money as I was making door to door or had the potential to. So I felt kind of trapped. This whole time, I'm also serving as a worship leader at my church. And so, you know, I have my family, I have all these things going on while I'm working this place. We have our first kid, um, Jeremiah, who's now seven years old. And, uh, yeah, it, it was good times. Um, after my son was born, I got a little burnt out on the whole door to door thing. Um, I think I was coming up close to four years of that. I was ready for a change. And I talked my way into a way more of a corporate job than I had before. I was working for a company called Brady Train in the North Carolina. And interesting story there. The owner of Brady Train had basically, from what I understand, had secured a franchise agreement with like the train. And so my job was kind of like an account manager or salesperson for their parts store. And so my job was to kind of work on the parts book of business, go around, talk to different accounts, try to get more business 
into the parts store by building, maintaining, finding new relationships and opportunities. And and I enjoyed that job, but it was kind of like a capped commission environment. And I I didn't really see like a huge path for growth. And while I'm working at this company, I'm seeing all these salespeople for the heating and air conditioning contractors I'm calling on and seeing them driving these nice trucks and cars and talking to a few of them. Yeah, I have preset appointments. I just close them. It's great. And I start getting my idea like, you know, hey, I think I'd like to be a closer for residential heating and air conditioning. So I ended up working for an AirServe franchise, franchise, uh, which is owned by Neighborly, the same people that own Molly Made, that sort of thing. And so while I'm training and learning there, my old boss from the DirecTV company I was working with, they onboarded as a sales org for Palmetto. Um, Palmetto Solar was their installer. And he's like, dude, you wouldn't believe the checks people are getting. Like, it's just like satellite, but you make way more money. I was kind of intrigued. Um, but, I, you know, I, I just committed to a new job. I wanted to stay there. And then eventually the, the pull just became too strong. The money made too much sense. And I found myself back at my old DirecTV dealer now selling solar. As I was selling solar... Um, I kind of realized, you know, a few months in that, hey, my time is really a problem in what I'm doing for solar. Uh, like I'm, I'm getting paid to be on the ministry team at my church. So I'm, I'm having this weird pull of like family, church ministry, and, uh, you know, every t hour I spend door knocking or closing appointment because we, we didn't have setters. We were just a, everybody kind of knocked and sold their own deals. And so I, I started realizing like, hey, I can only set so many appointments at a certain time and then I have to go close those. And I was kind of seeing the constraints of my time, like on the ability to make money. And so I started asking myself like, you know, there's got to be a better way. And I started thinking about these advertisements I was seeing on my phone. Um, I paid somebody for some mentoring. They recommended a software uh, that Ryan Stuman owned called Phone Sites. Um, like, hey, build you some funnels, run some Facebook ads to them, watch some free YouTube videos. And I just started getting into this marketing thing and like things were really clicking in my brain, right? Like, I grew up playing music, like music was always a big escape for me. So I, I always felt like I had this creative side, but I, I didn't know how to make money with my creative side. And it was kind of always a point of strife or contention. Like I think on that, the Walk the Line movie with Joaquin Phoenix, I remember he's out selling, I can't remember what, he was selling door to door. He had a sales job in the beginning of the movie and uh, like he comes home and his briefcase falls open or something and it's full just of like music and musician magazines, right? Like and his wife gets mad because he's supposed to be out there selling, but he's really just has his head in the clouds and like his heart's not really in it. And when I found marketing, I remember my wife saying something to me like pretty early on in starting this business is like, hey, it's like you found something that combined 
everything you've ever done or liked into one job. And I, I think that's been a good way to describe what I've done here at Prospect Bacon. Because as I started learning about ads and marketing and hooks and offers and creative, it was fun to put all these things together. And then you're using words to make sales. Um, and instead of selling one-to-one, you're selling one-to-many and there's numbers and science and there's an art and creative side to it. And it's just, it's just glorious. It's a lot of fun. And so I was getting leads and appointments for myself by spending my own money on ads. I was buying every course I could get my hands on. I was just in this voracious, like, learning phase about like self-development and entrepreneurship and marketing knowledge. And it was like I was drinking from the fire hose every day. And it was just a, a huge exponential period of growth in my life. And like thinking back on, you know, why that was there right around that time, I guess about six, seven months earlier, we'd found out, we knew we were pregnant, um, but we found out we were having twins and then we found out one of our twins had a medical issue called spina bifida. I think it was just something clicked in me as a dad that I, I think when when they hit us with his diagnosis, for those who don't know what spina bifida is, it's basically nerves and the spine form incorrectly and uh, the wound doesn't really heal. It has to be closed surgically, like after the baby's born. Um, they can do the operation like in your utero or when the baby's in the womb. But since we had twins, they couldn't do that surgery. And our, our diagnosis was pretty grim. Like I was going to have a son who has never, may not have ever been able to walk or feel anything below his waist or hips. We had no idea how his motor skills or functions or anything was going to be. Like it, it was a pretty big shock. I think as a parent and a dad, you know, I, I didn't really grow up in a family where people had any huge medical issues like that. And it was kind of just this thing of, I want to provide for this kid to give him like everything he needs. And so I kind of had this like fire under me that I needed to be better for him and for my wife and my family. And so it was just this huge period of personal growth for me. And as I was getting leads and appointments and starting to close my own deals, the owner of the company I was working for, reached out to me, said, hey, can you do this for the whole business? I said, of course. And then as I kept doing it, I realized um, I was just spending a lot of time working at the same place and I wanted uh, more freedom, I think, to be able to do the things I needed to do to take care of my family when I needed to take care of them. And as I was in this period of self-development, you know, I I always kind of had this thought that I was a halfway terrible employee in a lot of ways, but I always thought I would be pretty motivated to work for myself. And so one day I woke up and said, hey, if I can do this for, you know, one company, why, why can't I do it for 10? And so shortly after that, uh, I left my job at the solar company I was working for, brought them on as a client, and then started bringing on other clients. And the name Prospect, uh, the company Prospect Bacon was born. Actually, not really. That company was actually born a few months later. Um, I didn't know 
how to take money from my first clients. So I had to learn how to do all that pretty quickly. Um, the name Prospect Bacon is something I've been asked about a lot. So 2019, uh, I think me and my wife were watching a lot of Parks and Rec at the time. I loved the Ron Swanson character, uh, appreciated a lot about that character and his love for bacon and breakfast foods. And so I came up with the name, but not the game you guessed. The name I actually wanted was Social Bacon, which was owned by a marketing company that had like grabbed that name back in like 2012. And so I did what any sane musician would do when the name of something you want is taken. I went to a band name generator. And in that band name generator, I discovered that a synonym for the word lead, because I tried leadbacon.com, um, was prospect. And prospect bacon sounded okay with a southern accent. And thus the name Prospect Bacon was born. I made this logo. Oh man, that's tricky. Right behind me. And Canva, which my team and different people laugh about to this day. I like I, I think that was concept one. I don't I don't think it's been changed or edited like at all. Took somebody's credit card information through PayPal and we were off to the races. And so 2019, we had a few clients. 2020, we grew insanely fast, started bringing on team members and kind of just picked up momentum year after year after year. I've noticed, because I remember back in 2019 being the new kid on the block and it was like, people were like, oh, wow, you can market your solar business for on Facebook and YouTube and all this stuff. And, you know, now we're at the point where that's not really a novel idea, but a lot of businesses that popped up around the same time I did, you know, a lot of those players aren't even in the game anymore. They've moved on to chiropractors or like other industries, or they're not even marketing companies anymore, or they were doing illegitimate, illegitimate business and that came out. And I've always had this saying, you know, I, I think a superpower that Prospect Bacon has at this point is the cockroach method, right? If you do something well for a long enough time, just like the cockroaches that will survive after a nuclear bomb goes off, you know, after the bad players are ferreted from your industry over time, you will just naturally be in such a position of strength and power. And so that's that's what we've done. Um I build Prospect Bacon pretty heavily on a service model. I observed from working at the heating and air place I was at, we have full-time dedicated account managers that are not salespeople. We have separate salespeople. We have in-house media buyers. We have not outsourced most things to a fault. We do have some team members in the Philippines, but they sit in meetings with us. They make decisions. We, we've built a really good company culture that's built around helping clients. And I, I missed a part back in my story where right before I started Prospect Bacon, I paid a marketing company five grand and ended up getting like three leads from it. And so starting Prospect Bacon was sort of my Batman story, right? Batman became Batman because his parents got murdered. 
I started Prospect Bacon because I got scammed by a marketing company. And so we've tried to carry that spirit, I think, through a lot of what we do in creating a good client experience, building stuff out of people's ad accounts. All that stuff has been really important to me, um, A, because of the values uh, me and my family have as individuals. And then B, you know, I just don't want to see people go through what I went through. And so, you know, here's Prospect Bacon. Five years later, we're managing millions and millions of advertising dollars every year. Like I'd, I'd imagine uh, it's it's been a while since I counted what our exact number is at monthly right now. But um, I imagine we'll be well north of $20 million managed after 2024. But I just feel very blessed and lucky to be where I am and where we're at. So yeah, that's a little about me and who I am. And uh, who knows what we'll get into next week. Hopefully you learned a little something about me because I learned absolutely nothing about you. But I would like to reach out to me on socials, leave a comment, like, subscribe, smash that share button. Appreciate all of you, and we'll talk again next week. Thank you.